Good morning, everybody. This is today's edition of The Map. I'm Andy Bernstein, and your moderator, alongside my colleague, the one, the only, Willie Drinkwater, our friend Chris, our co-host extraordinaire, is actually on assignment this week. So me and Drinkwater holding down the fort. Willie? Hello. Good morning. Who are you? Who who are you? Not existentially, but uh, who are you? No Jean-Paul Sartre today to start the day. No, huh? nothing that philosophical. A cigar, uh, just a cigar today. Go ahead. That's it. Uh, Willie, drink, drink water. I've been in the uh, in the field of mental health and addiction for about 32 years plus now. Uh, also an educator for UMass Boston and the Addiction Counseling Education Program. Senior faculty at Cambridge College. Been a preceptor for Harvard Medical School. My main area is addiction with co-occurring disorders. And uh, if you have an addiction... Uh, the odds are there's also another mental health issue going on that needs to be addressed. So, so that's me. Okay. And you were uh, part of the WBCN Big Mattress crew? Yep. The Big Mattress. If the creek down rise, if the good Lord's will, and if no one pushes the little red button in, we'll do it all over again tomorrow between the, between the hours of six and ten. Well, the heater yeah. with the heater. All right. Um, so my, my story is this. I am from the world of media, and I've been working with Numerous causes over the year. In fact, I created a radio show with uh, NHL great Kevin Stevens, where Willie was my co-host. And we had open and honest discussions about addiction. And it was called Crosscheck. And it's a passion of mine to help fight the issue of mental health and addiction. And before we get into the topic of a strategy to bust stress for people struggling right now with depression, anxiety, mental health disorders, um, I want to be a little controversial today, but before we (laughs) go there, Willie and I were just talking about, um, in our previous show, we had our guest was Mike Lindell, my pillow. This is on cross check, right? On cross check. And (laughs) we got him on. Now his story is, I don't know if people understand this, but Mike was actually a a crack user for many, many, many years and would sleep on the street and he um, he used so many drug, so much crack, and stayed up for like days that the dr- his drug dealer told him he wasn't going to give him any more drugs. Yeah, so yeah, I, story accurate. Yeah, it, it was interesting. He was saying that you know when, when he would go into when he would go go out to get drugs and stuff, if the drug dealers saw him coming, they would run the other way because they didn't want to keep selling to him because they knew. You know, it was just a matter of time before he did himself self in, you know, and stuff. And he, so he was the reason we bring him up is he was at the White House this week hmm. with like notes talking about martial law. Yeah. And I don't know if he, now, Willie, you love his sheets. Yes, yes. The my pillow sheets, they are fantastic. The Giza Dream yeah. sheets made Giza. From the, he's like Jay Peterman on Seinfeld off into the, the, uh, you know, the Egypt and at the pyramids looking for dream sheets. Yeah. The sheets are made from virgin geezas. So, you know, I mean, it's really good stuff, you know? (laughs) So so. what I did was, so um, somebody who we know sent me a book, his biography on Mike Lindell. And it was funny because it had a hologram on it. The first part, I was all angry. The second part was smiling. Mm. I tossed Mm. the book. I don't like throwing yeah. books away. I'm like, get this out of my my mm. house right now. Get rid of it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I'm going to be a little controversial right now. And mm. here's 
here's my my take. And Willie, I want to get your take on this whole thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. I am a marketer. Um, it's something I've been doing: promotion, creating campaigns, media, etc. And I think we're going the wrong way about treating addiction right now during the COVID. And I'll tell you why. Um, the way addiction, you know, with 400,000 people dying for COVID right now, it's going to be very difficult to get addiction and overdoses on the radar screen. That's just my opinion. We yeah, know no, I mean, if, if I can interject too, yeah, sure. you know, and, and, and I've mentioned it on the show before here because of the COVID coming and stuff, it's almost like the stigma has come back onto addiction again because we don't have the time for addiction because of COVID. So there seems right. to be and almost you, the, the re-stigmatization of addiction again. So Yeah, because it's almost like that's nice and I feel bad for you, hmm. but we have bigger fish to fry right now. In a mm-hmm. lot of ways, you know, for people who aren't impacted by it, for the general public, yeah. right? If you're impacted by it, it means a lot to you and you are impacted in your day-to-day life. But on a grant, on a, a macro level, it's like, how do you get people to be on board with it if they're not impacted by it, right? This is my thought. This is my epiphany. So what I think we should do is make this a, and it is a national security issue instead of a social issue. And the reason I say that, and you may not agree with me, Willie, but this is my take, okay? Um, both Mexico and China are bringing the drugs into the country. In fact, mm-hmm. in November 2020, NPR ran a story called We Are Shipping to the U.S. Inside Online Synthetic Drug Networks. And for years, China has been a primary source of fentanyl trafficked into the U.S. It is a powerful prescription drug for severe pain that's made and sold illegally. It led to more than 37,000 doses, 37,000 overdoses in 2019 in the U.S. And it's worsened now during the coronavirus, according to federal health authorities. Um, In Mexico... A recent op-ed piece on Bloomberg.com writes that President Biden's immediate foreign policy priority is to repair America's damaged relationships with international partners. The article says he can start by addressing the breakdown in security cooperation between the U.S. and its southern neighbor, Mexico. In addition to being one of America's largest trading partners, Mexico is the biggest foreign supplier of heroin, cocaine, and meth into the U.S. The piece goes on to say that um, fighting the scourge of drug trafficking and organized crime is critical to the U.S. relationship and the stability of the region as a whole. And it says allowing such cooperation to deteriorate is a mistake that neither country can afford. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so I think we need to really focus yeah, I mean, can now. we tie can we tie trade into can we tie trade into you know you have to you have to take care of what's going on in your country. You have to prevent this from coming into our country, or it's gonna it's gonna affect trade between us. Right. Unless you, unless you can clean up your act, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to gonna have to make some trade arrangements that are different than what we have now. Yeah, know? I just think we need to. I think we need to 
because what we're doing right now is not working. Hmm. Hmm. If you know, we still have these big numbers and it's rising. So, so do, how do so changing it up, making it as part hmm. of the national security agenda is my opinion so it may be controversial but i think if we can change courses a little bit and pack it repackage it mm -hmm. i think could make a, a huge difference yeah yeah no 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 i see, see your point if you want to continue to trade with us and take care of take care of this this issue in your own uh country you know so it so it doesn't become our problem too yeah we had um we had a long time ago we had sandy winnefield on admiral sandy winnefield on our radio show and um, Admiral Winifield talked about, you know, he lost his son to an overdose. Hmm. And he said, look, I can fight in wars and win, you know, we can win wars, but yet I can't keep my son from overdosing. Yeah. And he said that he believes it's a national security issue. Hmm. We also had author Sam Quinones on who talked about how, um, it's a national security issue because gangs in Mexico are coming in and bringing in um, drugs to um, our communities. So um, I'm not saying we have to give up on the current approach, but maybe we try to tackle that. That's my, that's yeah. my commentary for today. So I, uh, hopefully, um, you know, with the new administration, they change up things a little differently. So, um, enough of that talk let's go positive now willie mm -hmm. you're going to help us with some helpful tips yeah i mean everybody's feeling stressed out at this point in time between the covid and when am i going to be getting the vaccine and i mean it's uh you know it's a real stressful stressful time and and over the years i've done a, a stress busting workshop that has 28 points on it and i go through this with well, when i do this as an actual group and stuff what i do is i suggest to people you know when we go down the list there's going to be Maybe some of the things you're currently doing, maybe some of them you used to do, but you've, you've fallen away from it. And then there's probably some that you never even thought about. So the suggestion I make to people is when, when I go through all 28 points, maybe maybe pick out two or three to try to implement into your daily life, you know, and stuff. So can, and, we, uh, can we go through these? Yes, we can. <laughs> okay. So the so the the first one here is start off your day with breakfast. I mean, if you were going on a long trip in your car, I don't think you'd start off with one twentieth of a tank of gas, right? You would fill it up. You know. So why? Yeah. Why? Why do people start off the day? You know, with, with a pot of coffee and may, maybe uh, you know a crawler. You know, to to fuel them for the main part of their day. And I mean. There's an old saying, breakfast should be like a king or a queen. Lunch should be like a prince or a princess. Dinner should be like a pauper. The reason dinner, dinner should be your smallest meal of the day, because you've already done most of the caloric burn you're going to by the time you get to dinner time. But in New England and in many areas, too, you know, the biggest meal of the day tends to be what? Sapa, dinner. You know, that's where people, you know, you know, and it's it's not like you're going to get through dinner time and go go do a 10 mile run. So, you know, why, why are you packing in the calories at dinner time? It makes know? a lot of sense. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, yeah, go, go ahead. You go. No, I mean, my father-in-law eats one meal a day. He's 92. Mm -hmm. um, he has a big meal for lunch or he eats dinner. That's it. That's it. You know, for him. But would you advise eating 
three meals a day, snacks in between, the healthy yeah, snacks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably the healthiest way to eat, if you can do it, is 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 the five meal ideal, where you have five smaller meals throughout the course of a day, which is really good in particular if you're someone that has mental health issues, because by having five smaller meals throughout the course of a day, you're keeping the glucose in your cabeza even throughout the day. You're not going through major, you know, spikes and valleys and stuff. So and avoiding, you know, and I guess avoiding sugar is probably the yeah. You know, and carbs and doing a more high protein diet. I would yeah, say. you have to stay away from, the, you know, what I refer to as the as the alcoholic addict diet, which is ni nicotine, caffeine, flour, sugar, and sometimes Crisco. You know, those really aren't healthy. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> right. Okay. Number two. Number two. Number two, occasionally change your routine by meeting a friend or a coworker for breakfast, allow time to relax and enjoy it. I mean, we're, we're in these COVID times now, but I mean, I know... Prior to COVID times and stuff, I mean, I knew guys that would hit like the Melrose YMCA three mornings a week before work, you know, and even if they didn't work out, they would do the executive workout, they'd steam, they'd shower, they'd sauna there, you know, they'd use their hot water as opposed to the hot water at home. And then they go across the street and they'd get a bite to eat before heading out to work. Uh, also, people in recovery, too, there's, you know, early bird meetings, you know, before you go to work. Uh, when, when I worked at Right Turn, in Arlington, uh, when I had my office there and stuff, you know, there was a, a 6 a.m. and a 7 a.m. meeting in that town at a couple of the churches. So you could start your day off with the meeting and and then head out to work. In these COVID times, what, what some some people have been doing and some of my clients is like, you know, I, I have a bunch of guys that are in the building trades and they would they would meet up at somebody's house and, you know, with their folding chair and they'd go in the backyard and they would socially distance and they'd have their morning coffee and they would have a meeting. I mean, if the weather's colder now. Some some of them have moved inside a garage where they keep the garage door open, but they have a space heater on. And again, they space out around the garage and they have a meeting before they go off to work. So. And this is important because it takes away isolation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, definitely. OK, De definitely. And then the yes. next one, which us New Englanders yeah <laughs> before i moved here i had no idea how how this how everybody is so wired talk to us about <laughs> number three yeah next one avoid drinking coffee all day drink fruit juice or water instead uh you know as i'm lifting my coffee cup to say cheers to everybody but uh yeah i mean the ideal thing is maybe you know you know what time of the day are you going to cut your coffee consumption off. I mean, I I know uh, you know when I was working the detox scene and stuff, I I was always walking around with my coffee cup, and every anytime I passed the pot, I would just top it off again, you know. And then I was trying to figure out why I was staring at the ceiling at three o'clock in the morning, you know, that's, and stuff. So that's me, and and Duncan is on every corner in New England. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, we, we are. Um, just as a uh, a side note, do you, do you know the the uh, the number one country for the consumption of coffee, though? France. Mm -mm. U.S. No, it goes it goes Finland, Norway, Sweden. Really? So we're not even in the top. Yeah, no, the Scandinavians. But then again, you have to stop and think about oh, six months light, six months dark. You know, yeah, but so. they're civilized, right? Like, so they don't, my, well, we were in Switzerland and I, I noticed that people don't do takeaway coffee, right? Yeah. You like civilize, sit there and drink. Even at a car dealer, they give you fine China. We went to a car, it was fine China. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, 
you mean I don't get a, a cup with like playing cards around it and a, yeah. and the wild yeah. card but on yeah. the bottom, right? I didn't get that. All right. Here's an interesting note, though, too, too, Eddie. Sweden, what do you think the blood alcohol level is for, for drunk driving? 0. 0.6, 0.06. Nah, 0. 0.00. If you have any alcohol in your system in Sweden, they take you in for, for DUI. Yeah, but you know what, though? Here's what I, I, this was also what I learned when I was in Europe, is that they roll up the sidewalks really early, right? And it's like going out to eat is not an everyday occurrence. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a different social piece there, too. When you go when you go to someone's home in Sweden for like a party or something, it's just expected that you're sleeping over. You know, and and their sub and their 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 mass transportation system is, I mean, it's it's super. So, you know, so there really isn't a need to drive. But when you go to a party in Sweden, you're you know, it's just assumed that you're spending the night. Right. Yeah. You're going to be drinking. So. All right. What's number what's number four? Number four, find some time during the day to meditate or listen to a relaxation tape. And, you know, know, the thing with meditation, meditation doesn't mean you have to go to Cambridge Adult Continuing Education, learn to sit in a lotus position, have incense burning, repeating a mantra over and over again. I mean, a lot of times when I'm working with people in early recovery, they'll say, you know, meditation is next to impossible because they can't sit still. In Zen, there's what's called kinhin, which is walking meditation. You know, find it, find a path. Yeah, find a path. Like, like I buy Lake Quantipowit in Wakefield and, you know, everybody walks that lake the year round. It's 3.2 miles around the lake. You take a walk around the lake. You look out at the water. You let your head empty out as best you can. It'll, it'll even get to a point where your feet know where the potholes on the sidewalks are coming up because you've walked it so many, so many times, you know, so. And then um, walking and meditation. I've been told, yeah. you know, find hmm. a visual thing that has been appealing to you or something you remember and focus on that yeah that could don't get me excited there. though too don't go there, <laughs> don't go there but well you like, knew that was coming Come yeah on. mine's a beach in florida hmm. right that yeah. is, is so so nice and then i have another one in southern california that i no. i do and i i really try to like hmm. i don't do it enough but hmm. the other day i did it because i just had a complete like the noise was like symbols in my head like almost like uh in uh me myself and irene it was just like i needed to stop so i went in my bedroom and i just stopped and just just it's funny that you mentioned that movie because that movie caused a controversy with nami and a lot of other mental health groups i thought it was hilarious yeah, they didn't like the way, you know, they, they didn't like the depiction of schizophrenia, the way that it was being done. And it was, you know, quote, funny, you know, and no, stuff. You so let, I mean, you know, across the controversy. No, yeah. I understand. I get it. But I still thought it was funny. Well, yeah. Um, and just me. Um, well, it's the PC police. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the Karen community. <laughs> All right. Number five. Number five, number five, it's like the Beatles. Organize your work, set priorities. This is something uh, with my clients. I always, I, I asked them at some point early in the relationship and stuff, make up a list of what you think are the 10 most important things that you need to do and stuff. And they're, they're writing the list, so they're subjective. When they give me the list, I can be objective about it. I might look down at their list and go, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm noticing here, if you did number four first, wouldn't that make the first two easier? And they go, oh, I didn't see that, you know? So so do you find that people, um, like, I'm a huge procrastinator, 
I am. I, I, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. I'll get back to you. I'll talk to you later <laughs> about that. Um, not now, but later. I, I'm a, I have a hard time. You know, there's two schools of thought because some people say, you know what? Let me get started doing something hmm. and ease into the bigger stuff. Yeah. A, a couple of pieces on this too. I, I mean, I remember we're working the partial at North shore medical center and we had a young guy and he said his number one complaint, you know, his number one issue was, was procrastination. So after the group, I went in the staff room and we actually had a workbook on procrastination. Right. So right. I grabbed the book, I, I go out, I give him the book and he goes, Oh, Willie, thanks a lot, man. You know, I should be able to, to get to this in a couple of weeks. And I said, give me the book back. And I made photocopies of a couple of exercises. And I said, bring these in tomorrow. Done. And yeah, stuff. So he was going to procrastinate on the procrastination workbook. <laughs> so you have to be, so in your role, I mean, really, um, you know, kind of calling people out, like, because you know, hey, I know your situation. I know what where you are with your mm. current status. So I'm going yeah. to make sure... That when I look at your list, I'm calling you on the things that you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that people do around here, especially in New England, is they schedule their day too tight. It's like I'm going to do uh, from, you know, I'm going to work from eight to nine and then nine to 10 and 10 to 11, and 11 to 12. And maybe I'll take a half an hour. So 1230 to one. The thing is, if you don't if you don't leave gaps throughout the day, there's always going to be interruptions and and distractions that come up that you weren't you weren't expecting or, or counting on. So, you know, if you if you have one interruption, it can now put you in a situation where you're playing catch up the rest of the day. You know, pe and people schedule too tight. And that yeah. affects self-esteem because you're like, I didn't accomplish what i what i wanted to do yeah. which goes to number six number six boy you're good at this andy uh don't and don't <laughs> don't try to be uh do not try to be perfect do not feel you have to do everything you know it's it's one thing to strive for perfection it's another to go out of your mind because you can't achieve it i mean when, when i worked in the past with olympic throwers shot put discus hammer javelin throwers and stuff when was that and where that that was back that was back in the eighties when I was a strength trainer without and a personal that's a new trainer. One. I haven't heard that one without. You didn't know that about me, huh? Without order. Yeah. What was that? Al Order is my hero, man. He had, you know, four That's Olympic. A new one. That's a four, new one. I've never heard that. Four one. Olympic Games, four Olympic Games where he was never the favorite to win and he wasn't in the league going into the final round. Huh. You know? Okay. So I'm sorry to. No, but any. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so where was I on the, Oh yeah. Not, so not I was being perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like athletes, you know, you're, you're not competing against anybody else. You're, you're competing against, can I do, can I, can I do better than I did the last time? Can I create a new personal best? Like for instance, even with sprinters, if they turn to see where the other runners are, they just lost the race. Cause just the, just the act of turning is going to throw their stride off. You Run know, your so, race, don't yeah. compare yourself to other people. Yeah, exactly. Put yeah. blinders on. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's one thing to strive for, for, for perfection. It's another to go out of your mind because you can't ob obtain it. And people, people that have OCD a lot of times, this is difficult because, you know, they want everything to be exact and precise and it, it can really, it, it can really be debilitating. I struggle with it. And it's like, and I always am so hard on myself because hmm. I, I want to be a perfect Right. I know that's impossible. Right. Being because we're human. Is good. Because we're human. Because we're yeah. human. There's no such thing as, you know, 100%. Is that an ego thing? 
It can be for some people, sure. You know, where you're like, you know what? Who are you to think that you're going to be perfect? Mm-hmm. Like I see Tom Brady right on mm-hmm. the outside. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at Tom Brady and everything he's accomplished professionally, mm-hmm. you could think, wow, this guy's lived a charm life. He is really perfect. But I pick up there are things that he does that makes me realize that he's flawed. Well, I mean, you know, he he is the goat. I mean, there isn't a doubt about that. One of the things that I say to people, though, is that, you know, the the, the TB12 method, the TB12 method to me is having having probably 17 out of 20 years with the Patriots, having the best offensive line in football. That's the TB12 method. That's right. Keeping know? him upright. And, and also having... Um, a medical staff mm. that like my doctor, my surgeon who did my shoulder surgery mm. Mm. until I went to him, I had constant struggles. Yeah. I went to Brady's doctor, right? Mm. Dr. Dr. Thomas Gill, shout out the best of Brown and fix my shoulder. But he was Brady's doctor for 16 years. Mm. So yeah. he's got the best surgeon. He's got the best everything that money can buy. So I go to Dr. Vinnie Vumbats, which was Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, Dr. Vinnie Vumbats. All right. So yeah. don't do that. Don't try to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do not try to just do- as a side note though. Yeah. You know, I was, I was watching the buck, the Buccaneers the other night and stuff. And it was like Brady had his helmet off and I was going, has he, he dyed his little, hair? Has he had a little plastic work done around the eyes? Yeah, man? He's dying Something his hair too. different. <laughs> his hair's dyed. You can tell because it goes from light brown to yeah. the fresh dye job. Now we have no hair, Willie. So for us, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm admirable. I admire anybody with a head of hair. Well, know? grass doesn't grow in a busy street, you know? There you go. Ba-dum-bum. All right. What's next? Okay. Number next seven. Next one. Number seven. Don't try to do two or three or, or more things at one time. Multitasking. I mean, <laughs> technically, you can't do two or three things at the same time, but you can rapidly shift between two or three things. Research out of Harvard. If you multitask for a period of a year or more, you drop 10 points off your IQ. It dummies really? you down. Why? It actually, it dummies you what down. You, John Tash, you're like John Tash. On- <laughs> yeah. What? Why? No, it, it dummies you down because be, be, because you constant because you throw your concentration off. You know, I mean, I wish I could be more like my wife Yvette, where it's you know, task done next, task done next. You know, uh, I tend to still multi, you know, multitask. Have two or three things go going you on at once. Channels. But, you change channels. You change. Yeah. Some, some might call that project management. Yeah. Well, you know, companies love you if you can multitask. And then when you burn out, they fire you and they hire someone else that can multitask. Exactly. That's the story of my life where I leave because I get totally burnt out because I've taken on so much in such a quick period mm. of time that I gradually don't um, mm. move mm. move forward. You know, like I, I gradually, you know, mm. just crap out because I've taken on too much. So yeah. don't do yeah. that. All right. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight, number eight, reduce the noise level in your environment if possible. How do you do that? Yeah, I, I guess you have to tell the children they have to move out, you know, and stuff. <laughs> but, right. No, I mean, the, the noise level, I mean, are you in a noisy environment? I mean, I go to Nova Scotia, as you know, Andy, and stuff too. And it's like the first two two nights when I'm going to sleep, all I can hear is ringing in my ears, you know? Right. And then like the third night, I'm turning to my wife going, is, is that a dog barking tonight? And she goes, yeah, the dog's been barking for the, you know, for the other two nights we've been here too. I said, oh, I'm just hearing him now. 
and stuff. So you usually know if you're exposed to noise, if you're in a quiet area and all you can hear is ringing in your ears, which really isn't healthy. No, it's not. Um, Some breaking news while we're uh, doing the show. Hank Aaron died. He just died at 86. Hmm. Um, Quick aside, I did an exercise at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you believe in God, God is starting an all-star team with the people that have died. I do believe in her. In her. God has started. It is unbelievable how many Hall of Famers have died in the last year. And I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. Hank Aaron just died at 86. So um, he was my favorite player as a kid. So I have to. um, I never even saw him play, but I loved him anyway. All right. You know who my favorite player was? Ron Swoboda. He's got a book coming out from the Mets. The Amazing Mets. I was there in 69 when the Mets won. I was 13 and stuff. And, uh, you know, here, here you have Ron Swoboda comes out of nowhere. He's batting 400 for the series. You know, just amazing. Yeah, they beat my Orioles. Yeah, that's right. In, in Who were favored to win. Who were favored. Yeah, the uh, the Amazons. Um, yeah, the Mets win and we land on the moon. Yeah, in fact, they had a Mr. Met giveaway, a bobblehead. Mm-hmm. In the um, Neil Armstrong uniform. In the well, costume. to show to show you what New Yorkers are like, right, right, right after the game outside, people were selling like one inch squares of of Shea Stadium sod for a buck a bag. There you go. <laughs> Only in New York. You Only know? in New York. Um, okay, number nine. Number nine. Uh, uh, procrastination can be stressful. Don't put off things to the last minute. I think we already spoke about that. Yeah, one. right. We're going to move. Past although, what? although some people, some people do that, and you know, some people believe they do their best work when they're under the gun. You know, that, and then you get me. Then you get people. A lot of times, I found over the years working with people with bipolar disorder. They, they do it because they get an adrenaline rush off it. You know, it, take, it takes a half an hour to get to the dentist. There's only 10 minutes left. You know, I can do this. And God help anyone that gets in my way because don't they know I have to be at the dentist? You know what, though? I'll tell you, as I've gotten older, I start to get annoyed by people who kind of wing it hmm. because it shows a lack of preparation to me. Um, hmm. And I get frustrated because... It's a lack of respect, too, a lot of times. Yeah, it know, pisses just, me off. It's like, yeah. like hmm. I, tr- I really do try to... Um, always, ha- always prepare so that I know what I'm going into and, um, yeah. you know, know what I'm talking about. Okay. 10. Ten I'm loving this. I love this. This is great. Well, I think it's a good change. It's just, you know, I mean, we're, we're in these stressful times. So, I mean, this is good stuff to go over to develop a coworker support net network. I mean, um, I know as a therapist, uh, I belong to on the North shore, we have the private practice colloquium and, you know, there, there's, a couple hundred of us who, who are therapists and we get together on online. We have emails every day going back and forth. So, so, so that's a form of support, you know, I mean, you know, jo- joining a group uh, support group where you're identifying with other members as to whatever the issue is, is major. I mean, in these times, you know, as far, far as the recovery movement goes and stuff, so, so much of it is virtual, you know, now. And uh, I have an older brother who's in the, who, who's in AA and, uh, you know, he's been going to these virtual meetings all over the country and stuff. He actually, he gets up on Sunday, Sunday mornings, he chairs a meeting at 9am, but the, the meeting he's chairing, chairing is in Melbourne, Australia, where it's 9pm. That's yeah. awesome though. He's, he's gone to, yeah, he's gone to meetings in Munich where he's, he, he speaks German, 
and stuff. So he's he's gone to meetings there. He's gone to meetings in California. You know, he's uh, 70 and uh, retired. And he's thinking when this COVID breaks now, he's got places all over the world that he can travel and connect with these people that he met virtually. And, you know, it'll be fun. Isn't that amazing? So you're really making that work for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my other show I do. We've mm-hmm. had all kinds of famous athletes from their homes, brought, you know, logging in through Zoom. Yeah, so we've got yeah. to talk to amazing guys that we would have never gotten if we no. said, "Oh, come meet us," or yeah. we would have to go to you. They were like, "What's the big deal about being on Zoom for an hour talking to two knucklehead?" Uh, knucklehead yeah, right? yeah, like okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in a meeting with the Proud Boys the other night. We had a great time. Get no, kidding, kidding, right. kidding. No, that's not me. Right. Anyway, though, were, were you the guy wearing a Davy Crockett hat and the horns? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy yeah, was I'm beautiful. The, Apparently, the, he's a vegan and was very upset that he couldn't get his vegan uh, food in, in prison, in jail. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Good for yeah. him. All right, 11. Well, if he's a vegan, why is he wearing, why is he wearing animal products? Why is he bum-rushing the Capitol? How about that? I know. I know. Next one here. Number 11, don't take your job home or on your lunch breaks. If you want to burn out, you know, then take your job home. Uh, my, my wife and I always had a policy where, you know, when we came in from work, you know, back when we used to go to work and stuff, when we, when we would come in from work, you know, you know, we would talk about work for 10 minutes. If it went beyond 10 minutes time, it was time to call your therapist. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Cause we get into it all the time because my wife's a workaholic and she is like dialed in. She's busier now than she was working at her jo- job because there's right. no break. Because there's no break. Right. And a lot of people aren't good at saying. Yeah, that's something that I've had to catch my myself on too, is you know, you know, seeing, you know, seeing, seeing, seeing more more clients a week since I've been home. It's like, oh, I'm home. So, you know, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is I'm not I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not making time for me and for my dog, Charlie, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know, what am I actually, uh, I'm, I'm working next week and then I'm taking the first week in February off to do absolutely nothing. Good. You know, it's, yeah, you know, it's at that point again. Uh, yeah, probably to my backyard, you know, there you go a staycation. All right. This, (laughs) this next one, we're going to go rapid fire. This is an important one. Optimize your health with good nutrition, sleep, and rest. Easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about the COVID-20, you know, the 20 pounds. Yeah, high. Yeah, Yeah. that that, that, that people gain, you know, and stuff. Well, because it's like, because it's like, if you're in lockdown, Mm -hmm. right, and you're like isolated, you can't go anywhere. You can only do so much exercise. Um. You know, what else is there? What else do you do? I mean, that, so, so what that really comes up. So in my opinion, what that really turns into is you really start to evaluate if you have the luxury of being at home and not working, having to go to a, a, a job, you know, on location or wherever, um, you really start to question existentially, like, who am I? What do I like to do? No, Where do that, I want to go? You know, this has been a, a real big issue with quite a few of my clients where, you know, now this this whole situation now, people are, people have gotten more into self-reflection. You know, where am I at this point in my life? You know, is this what I really want to be doing? Where, where do I want my life to go after COVID? You know, so I mean, even in the therapy field, I mean, a lot of my colleagues now, you know, we're, we're you know, talking amongst ourselves saying that when this breaks, yeah, we're going to go back to our offices, but 
probably just to do morning sessions, you know, and if you want anything in the afternoon or the evening, it's going to have to be uh, teleturf because I want to be home. I don't want to be leaving Beverly at eight o'clock, you know, three or four nights a week if no. I don't have to. No. You know? And you know that you can like, you know, you're like, am I meant to sit in a car for two hours going to work, mm. hour and a half going in, hour and a half going back in the traffic? Yeah. It's like, you know, after I've been in lockdown for a year and plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even companies are reevaluating now. How much how much space do we really need? Like, you know, can we do like, uh, you know, so to speak, a hybrid with work where people are working from home two or three days a week and they're in the office for two or three days? You know what I mean? I w- yeah, I was in uh, Manhattan not that long ago and right around the city. Yeah. Commercial real estate space all over the city. Yeah. Yeah. Who can pay the rent? How do you pay well, the know- rent? I know my wife right before COVID hit, she she was talking with Brigham and Women's about, you know, uh, she she was about to start doing, you know, three days a week from home, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and only going into the office Tuesdays and Thursdays. And her manager said, well, you know, will it bother you that you have to share an office space on the two days that you're in the office? And she was like, no, absolutely not. You know, right, she wanted stuff. somebody else besides you to connect with. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a shot. That was a no medit- meditation. Another way to meditate to really relax yourself. And I don't you 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 may do this, Andy too. But you know, once in a while, my 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 golden retriever Charlie and stuff. You know, he'll 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 come over. He'll sit in front of me, and I just I just cup his face in my hands and I go eye to eye with him. Absolutely, I put and it's the most yeah right on his on her, his on her 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 crown of her head, and we look at each other. Yeah. It's great. It's very, it's, you know, and every time you pet, you pet an animal, you get a release of oxytocin, which is a feel good hormone. They're so, amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, um, they are. 14. 14. Get regular yeah. exercise. Yeah, Something. 14, 13 step is what they say. What? what I've about heard 13 the exercise is the 13th step. Oh, the, well, when you say 13th step, when you say third. From the AA when, world. Well, in the AA world, when you say 13th step, that means you're trying to pick up someone that's new to the program. Oh, well, so that's not what we're talking no, about. No, no, that's not what you want to say. They say a sickie and a sickie don't make a welly is what I That's mean. right. Yeah. That's right. But this get regular exercise, one of the little tricks that I've come up, up with, because I'm not going to the Y, you know, I haven't been to the Y forever. But what, what I do now is I do, uh, you know, if I have like seven or eight clients scheduled for the day, after each client, I do 10 push-ups. That's cool. It's something. You know, it's something. Ten push-ups. I take my dog for a walk every day, three to four miles minimum. That's you know, right. so and then I try, I try to, if I'm watching a TV show on regular TV where there's commercials, commercial comes on, you can drop on the floor and, and do crunches for two minutes or four minutes, depending on the length of the commercials. That's good. Yeah. I know, so I'd like that. Um so, so there is a way to get the exercise in these important. COVID times. That's important. That's important. Yeah. And um Mm-hmm. You can do it at home and there's apps and there's all kinds of stuff. My sister has a, a Peloton app. You don't have to buy the Peloton, but you can buy the app. And if you have a bike at home, yep. you can use the bike and it has the the same things that Peloton has. It's just without the yeah. $2,000 yeah. bike. Okay. Um, this one. Num- number 15 is tough in these times with coworkers planned parties, birthday celebrations, and other events that break the work routine. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I've been, been doing now is like, you know, uh, to take a break, I'm Zooming with, with old friends and stuff just to keep in touch, just yeah, to break the routine. Have, we, you, you and I have Zoomed. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. 
All right, 17. We're going to go through these quicker because... Uh, uh, well, six, 16 first. <laughs> unavoidable stress as an avenue for growth and change. Again, yeah. easier said than done. Yeah, well, stress uh, can be... Stress can be beneficial if it of motivates it you for change. And that's something I often work with clients. If you're feeling stressed, well, then we, why don't we come up with a plan of action? Reframing the mm-hmm. thing that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. um, you know, I'm running into this awkward situation where I really, I committed to my, I've committed to it. I've overcommitted. I don't really want to do it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not good at saying no. So how do I, how do I, and it's causing me great stress. So I'm going to look at kind of being assertive and saying, I don't want to do this yeah. and be okay with it. You know, so using that as uh-huh. a way to, to um, change your behavior. Is that kind of what we're. Yeah. Behavior modification, CBT time. There you go. All right. Um, now, okay. now the next two, the next two, they can go together. Avoid people that are stress carriers, avoid people that are negaholics. Oftentimes, unfortunately, we call them friends and family. Right, (laughs) you know and it's it's like yeah i mean if you're trying to stay positive it's it's hard to stay positive if you're around negative people Yeah, but how do you do that if you're if you're these are the people you know and this is the like Mm. you can't avoid them all that's where you maybe no that's where you can say when they're when they're starting in on the negativity you can say you know i'm i'm really concerned and that they say what are you concerned about it's it's like you, you don't seem to be in a healthy place is there anything i can do to help you yeah, or like, hey, you know what? You're too negative for me, man. I gotta go. <laughs> or you limit the time that you interact with them. Yeah, right, right. And uh, it's like Debbie Downer. You know, oh, nothing's right. Everything sucks. No. It's never gonna change. I hate this. It's too cold. It's too hot. Yeah. All right, let's talk this. This is actually kind of dated in a way. Do yeah, don't watch the 11 p.m. Don't watch the news throughout the whole day. It should say now. You know, all day. I mean, I'm day. talking to you now, and in the background, I I have CNN on. You know, I oh, mean, of course, because yeah. that's not news. But that's not news. That's commentary. Yeah. Hmm. In most cases, that's commentary. Yeah, that's a good way to rationalize it. Yeah, <laughs> sports talk radio. It's sports talk yeah. radio. Yeah, in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, and the sport is politics. That's all. Yeah. That's it. All right. Give yourself. Okay, twenty. Number what? twenty. Give yourself praise and or positive strokes. I'm not going to take that one too far. Just give yourself credit for the things that you're doing that are healthy. You and know, they a lot can of- be small, right? So they don't mm-hmm. have, right? Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. go, um, well, you know, because I think that's where you could get in trouble because you start creating delusions of grandeur. But mm-hmm. if you, you know, maybe focusing on like, hey, I got up, I had a good breakfast, I went for a yeah. walk, I did mm-hmm. my work, I was upfront and honest with people, I, yeah. Those are like, are those things that you can like? Yeah. You know, give yourself credit for the healthy things you're doing. You know, I'm a, I'm a good, decent person. I'm having a good day. You know, positive affirmations, basically self-affirmations throughout the day. So this is one of the reasons I actually do the show um, Mm -hmm. is number 21, which is. Develop interests outside your job through family, friends, and volunteer activities. I mean, if you, if you don't give of yourself freely once in a while, you usually don't get to keep the stability that you have. If it, if you become ego driven, then it you know it's everyone else is on the outside. It doesn't. It's like your world and it's my world, and you're just living in it, and you can't. Hmm. I found that I mean, we've gone through four years of that. 
It's all about it's all about me. And when I get through talking about me, you can talk about me. Bad things happen when that's the case because you don't get unhealthy things happen. Yeah, because people don't. You you know, you're not you're 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 a me person, and you're not a you're not looking at things holistically or considering other other people. Altruism, altruism. You know, I mean, that's right. You should do something that's altruistic. You know, where you you're doing something, you know, not not for personal gain, but just because you believe it's the right thing to do. I mean, I, you know, when we had that a snowstorm a little while ago, I have a neighbor who's, uh, you know, who who whose cancers come come back. And when I was snow blowing, I just I just went right down to their house and I cleared out the front of their driveway and stuff, you know, just in case they had to get to the hospital yeah, or whatever. Nice it's just doing it, something. Right. Yeah. It gets you out of your own shit for a few. Sorry. Like in the data game or not data, uh, newlywed game. All right. 24 and 25 are very, you know, 23, we kind of covered about being assertive. Okay. Um, But 24 and 25 are, are really um, something that I've learned. Um, Big fan. Well, well, why don't I just read them though quick? So the audience knows what we're talking about. I wish you would seek out emotional resources available to you that are close at hand, coworkers, spouse, friends, and family. And then right after that one, 25 is, don't be afraid to ask questions or ask for help. I'll, I'll start with that one first. It's a sign of strength to ask for help. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're stupid far from it. It just means you don't have the information you need to move forward. So it's, it's an intelligent person that asks a question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Correct. I mean, Correct. It, it, it's like vulnerability, right? Yeah. I don't know if uh, Brene Brown talks about this. She's, mm-hmm. she's great. And she talks about vulnerability where... You let people see who you who you are, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, um, just be an open. Like I don't know the answer to this. Could you could you help me? Or um, I'm struggling right now with this and that. Like being open, not not being so guarded, kind of allows you to create uh stronger relationships well I, I mean that's one of the big things that Biden's talking about. If we don't know the answer, we're going to tell you we don't know the answer. It's a it's important. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I always talk about like, it's kind of can be applied to this, um, that, you know, you, you talk about, um, you talk about, you know, there's golfers, right. And, uh, you, you talk about golfers and you say, uh, um, you know, they get on the golf course with somebody and they're like, they're dressed, they look the part, they get on the golf course and they stink, right? They absolutely stink. And, but they make you think that they're really good. Hmm. What I've found, like if I play golf the rare times, I say, I'm not good, right? Like I want you to know ahead of time, I'm not good. Hmm. I'm here to have fun, Hmm. right? And it's just like, like people treat you differently when you're like, all right, well, that guy's real. He's a straight shooter. He's not, Hmm. he's not, being dishonest you know um you know maybe maybe that other person can give you instruction because you've allowed yourself to be open hey would you mind if i gave you a little instruction i see your swing if you're interested you know type of thing right yeah (laughs) i love golfers i was a tennis guy right and i used to catch major flack in high school in the 70s it's like oh you're gonna go play tennis what cute little white shorts and this and that and all my friends that were golfers would be making fun of me and it'd be like yeah you know what guys and they go what it's like you know when you're out on the links with each other playing golf 
I'm playing tennis with your girlfriends and with your mothers. So who's really the idiot here? You know, there's a lot of hate there. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's close. Moving it on. Um, twenty-seven and twenty-eight. What's twenty-seven? Yep. Well, twenty-six first. Allow extra time to get to appointments. Again, if you're an adrenaline junkie, you're not going to do that. Twenty-seven. Take deep breaths when you feel stressed. One of the things I always talk about to people is, you know, I'll ask them if when they get uptight, if they start pacing. And they go, yeah, yeah, I pace all that. And I'll say, you know, when you're pacing, does your body make you stop once in a while and take a big deep breath and then you start pacing again? And they go, yeah. Well, and it's like, what if you did that slow, deep, controlled breathing first? Maybe you wouldn't have needed to pace, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because um, you have that nervous energy. I. Um, okay, 28. 28, the last one. Da, da, da. Can we have a drum roll? Try to find something funny in difficult situations. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big believer, as you know, Andy, in humor in general and the therapeutic relationship and in life. I think, you know, it's an absolute necessity to have a sense of humor. You know, yeah, because you stuff is funny. Yeah. And every time you laugh, you release endorphins, which are feel good hormones again. You know? I, so, so I laugh. I could do a whole show on the benefits of humor because I researched it from a, for, for my masters and stuff. You know, I know, right? We, we should talk about that. I mean, it was funny. Um, Trump leaves and <laughs> made me laugh. And he says, okay, everybody, you finished what he's saying. He goes, okay, well, so have a good life. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. I just got the biggest kick out of that. I don't know why. But I try to find, find humor and everything because um life's hard yeah you gotta laugh at you gotta laugh at yourself too yeah. yeah all right well that's our show for the week hope everybody enjoyed hearing these uh tips from what are you wrapping up 10 minutes early jesus well give me some closing <laughs> thoughts then give me some closing thoughts yeah, well, one of the main things I, I I think everybody in the COVID time is is find a good comedy series on Netflix or something and start to start to follow. I just got through with with the third season of Disenchanted. I don't know if people are into animation yeah, here about? or not. What's that about? Disenchanted? Oh, it's a, it's a Matt Groening, uh, you know, animation. You know, the creator of Futurama and okay. stuff. So, so yeah, it's it's following this uh, this princess and her dysfunctional kingdom and, you know, and her dysfunctional father. And, you know, it's it's just a riot. It's just a good comedy animation. And bi you binge watch that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's there's TV. Oh, we didn't even talk about taking up hobbies. Yeah. Ho ho hobbies and interests, you know. Right. But that's something you could do regardless of whether it's COVID or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm finding now that some some people with the COVID, their their hobbies that they've been doing for years, all of a sudden they're looking at these hobbies now as like, maybe this would be an area that I could I could go into for work. You know, maybe this is something, you know, especially if they're into carpentry or finish work or that type of stuff. You know, they're they're thinking, you know, I really enjoy doing this. You know, maybe maybe I should take this to the next level. You know, so if you could sum it all up, I mean, basically what we're saying with all these tips and, 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 and information is hmm. try to use this time as a positive. Yeah. For, for self exploration and self reflection. Right. And, uh, you know, see where you want to go, you know, for the, for the next, uh, you know, for the next chapter of your life. Right. Because it's like an ongoing snow day. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's a, good, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's like I love snow days. Love it because yeah. I don't feel any pressure to yeah. go anywhere and do anything. It's like I'm I'm home. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and I think people have discovered the outdoors again, even though it's cold now. I mean, people people are really spending a lot more time outside. They're looking around their house. They're fixing their houses up and stuff. I mean, you know, you can't run from this, right? No. You can't. You can't run. My father in law is ninety two. He just retired from a ski and bike shop that he owned for forever. He sold more bikes. Yeah, than he bet. ever sold in his life. Yeah, yeah. He had lines out the door for people trying to do bike repairs. He's like, you know what? It's not profitable to, to fix bikes, right? Like, yeah, you know, do yeah. flats. But he he crushed it. He got rid of everything. He yeah. got rid of all his inventory because people wanted bikes. They needed something to do. So, I I told my wife years ago that I'm going to start drinking again as soon as I retire, right? And uh, you know the, the the you know so so the big question is when am I going to retire? And the answer is. I don't plan to ever retire. I think that's how people die. I can always, I can always be teaching a few courses or seeing a few clients. So why would I ever fully retire? I mean, yeah, look at Mel addicts. Brooks. Mel Brooks is in his nineties and he's still going, man. You know, you find acts, right? Like you, you know, chapters in your life. Like yeah, you know, at fifty. I mean, I won't work sixty or seventy hours a week. I might cut down to forty. Who knows? You know. No, but you might find something like, like hey, you know what? I really want to write books. Yeah. Right. Or I want to become an author because. Well, I'm finishing up the first one now. <laughs> What's that? I said, I'm finishing up my first book now. It's a, uh, uh, a collection of vignettes. It's different stories from working in the inpatient and, the, uh, and the detoxes. Yeah. You see, there's a lot you're finding out about me today, too. I was a I strength this trainer is, the whole this bit. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is what well, this is a getting to know you. Thank you. All right. Uh, That's it. Now. Well, you got to have hope, Andy. You know, you, you got to have, have hope. hope. Ha ha. <laughs> All right, it's eleven fifty four, and uh, can we can we wrap now? I think we can. Yes. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks to my friend, our friend, Mike Weber at Foxborough Cable Access. Tell Thank me. you, Michael. Thank you, Michael, and his wonderful team over there who keeps us going week after week. And uh, please check us out and like us on Facebook at the Map Twenty Twenty. We. Um, we definitely want your uh, you to like us, provide us with topics that you think you'd like to hear from us, um, any guest ideas, all on the table. So. Oh well, oh, oh Andy, I almost forgot. I'm supposed to tell you, supposed to tell you hello from Juliana. Ah, from across the pond. Across the pond. Yes. She's lovely. Please send my best to her. I will. Cheerio. 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 And let's key up the music, Mike. And that's our show for the week. Right on point. Take care. I'll be talking to you, Andy. All right. See you, everybody. Bye-bye.